0: Welcome to I See You, a podcast where we advocate that compassion and connection save lives. They also make life pretty cool. I'm your host, Julie Lee. I See You, Let's Be Friends. Hello there. Welcome to I See You, episode 5, Seeing People in Black and White. Today, I am going to talk about some of the things I have learned about the concept of black and white thinking and how it can get in the way of showing compassion for ourselves and for others. And I want to clarify that when I talk about the terms of black and white, I am not talking about the terms we use in our society for Caucasians as white and African Americans as black. That's not part of this conversation today. This conversation is about seeing people in extremes and absolutes. It is in no way correlated to race or color of skin. It has nothing to do with this conversation. Before I start, I want to highlight a review that I received on Apple. We always like to take time at the beginning of the episode to read a review and highlight someone's responses to the show. This is from a girl named Robin. She says, Sometimes as women, we tend to hide our problems and feel alone. I was 100% doing that. I felt like I was walking a path that no one could understand, so I chose to do what I could to bear my own burden. Listening to this podcast got me to the point of just telling one person what was going on in my life, and we are working on getting me proper help now so I won't be alone. Thank you for getting me to speak and have someone see me. And I cannot tell you, Robin, how much that means to be able to read something like that because that is the reason for this podcast. We don't want people feeling alone, and we want to make sure that we are seeing each other, that we're being authentic, that we Are giving space for other people to be brave enough to talk and to talk about their real life and not just some cookie cutter life that we all think we should have or think other people expect us to have. So thank you for that review. Episode four was so much fun with my big sister Jenny and her cute daughter Marin and we loved having their insight into Louie's syndrome. Always hoping for more awareness out there on that. I want to start today's episode by telling you a quick story. I was listening to a podcast the other day while I was doing my dishes because that's usually when I get to listen to what I want. And it was the podcast Oprah's Masterclass, if any of you have listened to that before. I really like it. It was an interview with an actor whom I'm pretty familiar with, um, but obviously I've never met him in person. I think sometimes I find myself believing the stereotype that celebrities aren't very deep or authentic people. I guess I just kind of assume they are fake because I watch them play all these different roles, so it's hard for me to believe that... They're a real person, I guess. I almost found myself feeling a little guilty listening to this actor's interview. Not because they were saying anything wrong. In fact, I was surprised at how wise they seemed, and I had been making mental notes along throughout the interview of a lot of incredible insights they were making. The reason I felt guilty was because I knew some of the roles that that actor had played in, and because of those roles, I felt pretty certain that they lived a really different lifestyle than I do and probably have a little bit of a different belief system than me. And so I think their moral code looks different than mine. This part of me felt like there wasn't anything I could gain by listening to this interview. And I probably should be listening to someone who was more in line with my own moral belief system. The longer I listened to the interview, however, the more I found myself liking this person. They started feeling very real to me. They weren't what I thought of a celebrity being. The guilty part of me was saying, turn it off, turn it off. You can't like them, they aren't like you. And yet I found the interview incredibly powerful, uplifting, and it even made me feel more committed in my own beliefs through some connections I had made between my feelings with God and what this actor was saying. And then it dawned on me why I was experiencing so much inner turmoil. I was immersing myself into black and white thinking. Either someone is bad or they are good. Nothing in between. Either I listen to people who match my belief system 100% of the time, which is pretty much impossible, by the way. Or I'm listening to something that I shouldn't be listening to. It's almost as if I'm saying, what a waste. That person has such good advice. It's too bad they are such a terrible person. That right there is black and white thinking. Luckily, I was able to stop myself and really take in the truth that this actor was saying. They were speaking so much truth and it really benefited me. I learned a powerful lesson that day. Just because someone acts or thinks differently than me does not mean that they don't have just as much potential to share truth. Truth is truth. It's non-emotional. It's not loaded with judgments or fears. It just is. I recently did a video for High Five Live and I talk about truth being light. If you're interested in that, you should check it out. It's on my Facebook page and I'll try and put a link to it in the show notes here. Can I tell you a little bit more about why I delve into seeing people in black and white? It's because it makes me feel safe. You see, the problem with feeling safe in black and white thinking is I think everybody has times in their lives where something happens in your life that doesn't fit in black and white. It's gray. So I'm gonna give you an example of a time this black and white thinking has made me feel safe, safe until the thinking no longer held up for me. When you give birth at the hospital, a lot of times the hospital will talk to you about something awful called shaken baby syndrome. Maybe you've heard of it on some heartbreaking story in the news I think it happens most often when an adult gets frustrated with a baby who won't stop crying, and so they shake it too hard because they're frustrated. The shaking can cause all sorts of awful effects, including bleeding in the brain, seizures, and even death of the infant. It's awful. It's terrible. So why am I talking about it? Well, I used to look at people who shook their babies and think about them in black and white. They are bad people. And that way of thinking made me feel safe because I thought of myself as a good person who generally did the right thing. So therefore, I felt safe from ever being capable of shaking my own baby. I could look at people who shake their babies from across the room and think they are bad people. That's where bad people stand, on that side of the room, where they lead bad lives. And I'm over here trying to lead a good life, so that could never happen to me. And I am safe over here because people who try to lead good lives could never be capable of shaking their baby. Then, all of a sudden, I had a huge reality check. I had a baby. And I experienced going on little to no sleep day after day after day. So much so that my body was literally shaking. And having babies that wouldn't stop screaming at 3 a.m. in the morning. And all of a sudden, I could see how someone could get to the point of shaking their baby. Is it right? Absolutely not. But is it only bad people who get frustrated with their baby and feel like they would do almost anything to get some sleep? Nope. And all of a sudden, I'm feeling one of the big C's, compassion. Compassion can feel scary for me. It's not as easy as labeling people as good and bad. It means I have to stretch my thinking and allow feeling more than one emotion at once and be okay with that. I can't imagine how much more difficult my own situation would have been had I been a single mom or had a husband who didn't help with the demands of parenthood. I had and have so many good stable things going on in my life. And yet I still was and am capable of experiencing intrusive thoughts. Luckily, we all have agency to choose. And while I don't believe in seeing people in black and white, I do believe some things are wrong and right, black and white. Shaking a baby is wrong. Having the thought of shaking your baby just means you're a human being. And most human beings make the right decision to put their screaming infant in their crib, leave the room and shut the door, to take a break and regain their composure. And that's what I did. But I learned through that experience that all of us are capable of anything. It's all about what choices we make when thoughts like that enter our mind. We are so complex as human beings. We each come from such different backgrounds and circumstances, which means we put completely different meaning on different words and actions. We are all just shades of gray because none of us are perfect. This doesn't mean that I don't strive to be a better person. I try to be the best person I can, and I encourage others to do the same. But we're all bound to make mistakes because we're human beings and we're complex. For me, it can feel unsettling to take off the black and white glasses to see people in gray. Seeing people in gray makes me realize that my future is up to me. That most people are trying to do what's right and they are responsible for their choices. There is no system of good and bad people. There are good and bad choices. And we are all capable of leading fulfilling, light-filled lives And we are also capable of lives filled with crime and anguish. That thought used to scare me and put me into a full panic attack. I share in episode one, my journey with anxiety and depression. Before with anxiety and depression, I literally believed that you could choose to not be depressed. Maybe I had a surface level empathy for people with mental illness, but I was pretty ignorant to what it meant. When I started struggling mentally, I realized quickly that my future was up to me. And especially with the weakness I was feeling mentally, I was capable of leading a very bleak life. On the flip side, I had my therapist telling me that I was capable of an incredibly hopeful and happy future, but it was going to take some work to get there and some continual maintenance to stay there. That was my choice to make and it's a choice I've had to make over and over again. I could no longer see people with mental or physical illnesses and pass judgment on them or pass judgment on how hard they were trying. The more I've learned through different life experiences, the more I realize how little I really know. And I am more and more grateful that it's not my job to judge whether or not a person is doing their best. I'm not perfect. And I still find myself labeling people when I shouldn't. But I'm working and I am improving. Another example of this in my own life, I grew up watching families whose parents got divorced. And while I don't think I would have been self-reflective enough to really recognize it at that age, deep down... I think I saw those families as broken and therefore maybe a little less than. Well, my parents got divorced last year. So where does that leave me now? Do I engage in the black and white thinking that says, families where the parents stay together are good and families whose parents get divorced are bad? All of a sudden things feel more gray, more complicated than just those two choices, black or white. Now I'm not saying whether any given marriage should or shouldn't end in divorce. That's not even my business or place to comment on. What I am saying is that life hardly ever turns out how you think it will. And it has been a valuable lesson for me to become more and more comfortable with some gray. Being able to say, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know why that person chose what they did. I'm sad that they did. I don't know what led them to that point. The more experiences I have, I have found that people and situations are more gray than I ever realized. Now, gray is a very in color right now. Have you noticed? It's super trendy. We've been doing a lot of painting in our house and we've used a lot of white and gray because I love it. I'm totally on the white and gray bandwagon right now and I'm unashamed. It's clean and it's beautiful. I think it's okay if things are gray. I think it's okay to not know. You can feel more than one emotion at once. I can feel uncomfortable when that guy yells at me in traffic and think that I don't want to act that way while still feeling compassion that he must be feeling very unhappy to react that way. He's not bad. He's not good. He just is. And I trust that he's doing his best with the situation and circumstances that have brought him to that place. Now, I do want to reiterate that there are some things that are absolutely black and white. There is right and wrong in our world. But the people in our world deserve compassion. And when we connect with them, when we try to walk in their shoes, even just for a second, I think we will usually see that most people are trying to do good. Not all, but most. What's most exciting to me about this lesson I've learned is that I no longer have to wait for others to be like me for me to be able to enjoy them and love them. I can do all of that while still standing firmly in what I believe. I can connect with them, which will almost always lead me to feel compassion for them in their circumstances. I can be friends with anybody. As long as they're safe and they're not a toxic person for me to be around, I can just enjoy everybody. Once again, does this mean that I don't have my own moral code and beliefs of what's right and wrong? No, I absolutely do. But I've been able to recognize that I don't have to carry the load of worrying about what other people are doing and make those judgments. And it is such a relief. My back literally feels better and lighter when I'm able to just turn that over to God. What else has come of this new way of thinking for me? I can see people everywhere, really see them. It's overwhelming at times. It reminds me of something my husband says. He has pretty good eyesight without glasses, but just in the last few years, he's started wearing glasses because he's found that they do improve the eyesight he has. I always tease him because sometimes I'll accidentally put on his glasses instead of mine and I feel like they honestly do nothing. There's like the smallest prescription. At least that's how it seems to me, but I have pretty bad eyesight, so. He tells me when he puts on his glasses though, He says, it's like seeing the world in high death. And that's what I believe compassion and connection has done for me. I can see the world in a higher definition. If I'm being honest with you all, though, seeing in high definition isn't always easy for me. And I can't say I'm always doing it, right? I have many times because I'm imperfect where I don't have as much compassion for others as I should. And I don't reach out and connect with people. I find myself wishing to see people as black and white. As just good or bad without a shadow of gray. It just feels more safe, even if it's inaccurate. It tricks me into thinking that I'm safe from bad things happening to me or something like that. I hope that makes sense to you. I don't always do what I know I should, but I have seen improvement in my life when I try to. Another reason I am afraid of seeing all people with compassion and connection. I worry about becoming too emotionally involved. I worry about getting hurt is what it comes down to, I think. In the past, I have had a big problem taking on other people's problems. I find myself in these situations where I try so hard to fix people or fix their situations and I get convinced that if I can be happier or work harder, I can make them happy and fix their life. Well, there's a couple problems with that way of thinking. The first problem is, it's not true. Nobody can make somebody happier but that person. The more I worry and stress for someone else, It doesn't make them happier or better off. So I spend all this time exhausting myself for no reason. It just leaves me feeling tired and stressed out. And the second reason is other people's feelings are not my responsibility. What is my responsibility are my own thoughts and actions. I've had to redirect my energy when I feel compassion for someone who is in a hard situation. And I have to remind myself to do it all the time. Instead of wasting energy on worrying and analyzing and thinking things to death like I have a habit of doing, I've found that praying for them and doing what I can to see them is much more effective in actually helping them. So if they're in pain, letting them be in pain. If they are tired and stressed, asking them, do you want to talk about it? Letting them be in whatever they're being instead of trying to push them in a different direction. I'm responsible for showing them compassion and I'm responsible for connecting with them in safe ways or not at all. If it isn't a safe situation, But I am not responsible for their actions and their feelings. They are responsible for their actions and feelings. I remember a therapist once telling me that I needed to stop taking on other people's problems. She was a Christian as well. And she gave it to me pretty straight that day. And it's what I needed to hear, honestly. She said, Julie, you cannot save other people. That is not your job. There is only one person in this world who can do that, who can take on the burdens of others, who can make right all that has been made wrong. And he is the only one who can do that. So stop trying to be him. Pretty blunt, right? Honestly, she was right. I try to live my life to be like Jesus Christ, but the truth is, I am not Jesus Christ. I want to emulate him, but I can never be him. And that's how it's supposed to be. That was his mission. That's not my mission. My mission was not to go and suffer the atonement. It was to come to earth and to find Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ in my life again and to become the best person I can be. And I believe that that is through trying to be like Jesus Christ. But I can't be him. I'm not capable of that. Seeing someone is not taking on their burdens. Seeing someone is connecting with them and showing compassion for them. And to really do that effectively, you have to be able to recognize that they are not black or white. They are complicated. They are gray. But you can feel safe seeing people in gray because you don't have to take on their burdens. You can have compassion without taking on all their stuff. I like the analogy of a hole. So there's this big, dark, black, awful hole. And I've been down there before. You guys have heard a little bit about that from me and maybe you've been down there too. When I have been in that dark hole, there have been people outside of the hole that have reached down to try and pull me out. There have been people that have even put a rope down for me to climb up. There has been someone sitting on the edge of the hole, sitting there and talking to me and letting me know, hey, there's sunlight up here. There's good up here. You can get out of this hole. It feels really lonely in the hole. And so in some ways when I have been in that hole, I've wanted someone to be with me just because I don't I don't want to be alone because it's scary. But the truth is, there's only one person who can get in that hole with me and stay safe. And that is Jesus Christ. He is the person that is best equipped and capable of getting in that hole with me and helping me find my way out. Those people outside of the hole calling to me, though, they make the biggest difference by telling me, Hey, there's sunlight up here. It's going to get better. You can do it. I'm right here. I have this ladder for you. Please take it. Climb it up whenever you're ready. I'll even help pull the ladder up. That is seeing someone. I'm learning that I'm able to see people without trying to get in the hole with them. Because you know what? Getting in the hole with them would not do them any good either. But what we can do for people in that hole is we can say and remind them that yes, the sun is shining and there is hope recognizing that people are shades of gray I even hate to use that term and I'm sure you all know why right but recognizing that people are shades of gray has made my life full of love and light it's opened my eyes to unending possibilities that we as humans have to lead incredible lives it's empowered me in my own life that anything is possible it's a bigger reason why I felt the confidence to do this podcast this isn't something I thought I'd ever do The compassion that I feel for anyone who struggles, it's a gift that I couldn't give up. On the surface, it's easier to see people in black and white, to slap labels on their heads. Yeah, absolutely. But what I'm looking for isn't what is easier. I'm looking for what brings me joy, peace, and what helps the world around me make sense. Because seeing people in black and white, that no longer held up for me. That didn't make sense in my world. And for me, seeing people as humans who are doing their best with the hand they have been dealt has served me really, really well. And it's helped me make sense of the things that are going on around me. And it's also given me hope for people that they can change. I want to end with a quote from one of my very favorite Dr. Seuss stories, The Sneetches. If you haven't read The Sneetches, go do it now. You need it in your life. I promise. It's a story about a group of creatures who separate themselves by having or not having stars on their bellies. See, it's a winner. You can tell already. The quote says, "The Sneeches got really quite smart on that day. The day they decided that Sneeches are Sneeches, and no kind of Sneech is the best on the beaches. That day, all the Sneeches forgot about stars, whether they had one or not. Upon theirs, I hope you enjoyed episode five. If you're enjoying this podcast, the greatest compliment you could give me is first subscribing to it, and second, please share it with someone you think could benefit from it." I try to make sure my podcast is on every podcast app available. So if you're not finding it on yours, please shoot me a message so I can fix that and make sure it is available on your podcast app. You can also always go to my website to listen to it, www.julialiespeaks.com. I also do speaking engagements, and you can find out more about that. You can also message me any inquiries about that there. I look forward to seeing you all next week on ICU. Don't forget about the Sneetches, okay? Bye for now.